time for another Goldies podcast. It's presented by Crossover. You got to check them out. They build solutions for smarter coaches and more efficient athletes. And they're cutting edge coaching relationship with companies that deliver full service game analysis. They'll give you comprehensive statistics and streamlined sharing tools that get you ready to get your game on. Be sure to check them out at crossover.com. That's crossover with a K, by the way. And also today's podcast is presented by Cyber Sports. You can check them out at cyberco.com. Dave Allsocker and his team provide you with Under Armour apparel and merchandise for teams and businesses. You can dress like the pros in Under Armour, and Dave and his team will take care of your team with the best support product and delivery. Go ahead, put your logo on the Under Armour apparel and brand your team or business with Cyber Sports. You can check them out again at cyberco.com or give Dave a call at 612-296-7097. Gemini Athletic Wear is the official jersey provider of the Minnetonka Skippers and proud partner of Goldie's Cot Podcast, and they've been live streaming the games for us all year. Chris Bonvino and his team have been in the business for 25 years, and they've outfitted college, junior, high school, and youth teams in their jerseys and apparel, and they're all made right here in Minnesota. Get your team or organization taken care of by Gemini and check them out at GeminiAthleticWear.com or give Chris and his team a call at 952-942-9611. And don't forget about Ike's in Minnetonka. It's right by the Pagel Activity Center and the campus of Minnetonka High School. And if you haven't noticed, it is Ike's, the closest establishment to the rink, and obviously the go-to for pre- and post-game. If you haven't done it, please put it on your list. Check out Ike's. Greg and his staff will take good care of you. Now let's get on with the pod. It's going to be Sean Goldsworthy in podcast number five. Fresh off a 5-2 win against the Duluth East Greyhounds up at the Heritage Arena, Heritage Center. It's a great little spot there, Goldie, isn't it? Really, really enjoyed playing up there this weekend. That was the first time I've coached in that rink, um, and it was a great atmosphere. They did a wonderful job with that facility. It's like NHL. The lighting is so good, and there's always a crowd there. Yeah, you know, they, they made it so it's not overwhelmingly big with seating, so you feel intimate, and mm-hmm. there's people involved, and uh, the crowd adds to the energy in the building. So it was a really fun high school environment. It kind of reminded me of the old days. Uh, for sure. Let's rewind the tape a little bit. Uh, you came off a 5-1 win over Benel St. Margaret's. We'll get into that game. And then previous to that, it was a three-game set at the uh, Tradition the Park at uh, St. Louis Park uh, Rec Center. Uh, that was a really fun week of hockey, uh, and your team is and was clicking on all cylinders. What did you like the best about what you got out of that those that three-game set? Well, the best thing about the three-game set is it kind of gives you a prelude of what you know the playoffs might look like, and these kids aren't used to playing three games in a row. Uh, they're not even used to playing back-to-back. So when you get back-to-back-to-back and three in a row in three days, uh, you better have three full lines going. Uh, you got to have a fourth line spotting in on a regular basis, and you better have 6D. So, you know, we feel like we've been kind of preaching that all year, and uh, certainly that format's going to favor the depth of any program versus maybe one or two highlight players. Well, that was one of the things that I really noticed was how, especially toward the latter stages of the three games, you know, we were calling names from all four lines consistently, and you were working them all week. Um, from a team perspective, how much does that help for you to be able to have the ability to do that, knowing that there's guys that aren't leaving with dry hands? Well, we're built that way. Um, that's intentional. Um, but certainly we have we have a lot of really good players. Um, on any given day, the, they, they rise up the rankings and down, and uh, these kids uh, – 
they're still developing their identity individually. And then as you start to get the line settled a little bit, uh, you know, I'm not so certain we know what our top line is right now. Um, we certainly have our power play clicking, but uh, any one of our three lines can take on just about any line that we've seen on a matchup standpoint. And we also feel like they play real responsibly in the D zone. So we're comfortable putting just about anybody out at any time. Uh, that's also really good for your locker room. You know, um, most kids don't like entitlement. That usually comes from youth hockey. It comes from parents. Um, you know, our guys don't like it when we shorten the bench. They're really aware of that, and they actually hold us accountable as a staff too. So we wow. don't we don't shorten it. We we roll our lines. Um, they understand special teams are a little bit different. The kids do, but every one of our forwards in the top nine uh, are involved in a, in a special team whether it be penalty kill or power play, and same thing with the defensemen. So everybody's got a stake in the game, and I think when kids uh, have ownership and value, it, it, it rewards each other. We all know on special – I'm going inside baseball here on you. Yeah. We know uh, uh, that special teams are so important, and one of the things that stood out to me during the, the Benilde St. Margaret's game was Teddy Lagerback was taking the draws. I don't think I saw him lose a draw. Have you thought about having him just take every draw and then slide over to the wing? We have, and, and he's starting to take him on his backhand uh, offensively. But, uh, you know, t- t- Teddy's uh, – he'll do anything we ask him to do. Yeah, the one sure. thing about him is he's really selfless and he cares about his teammates in, in the locker room. And and if we ask him to play on the backside on the power play, he'll do it. If we ask him to play in front, he'll do it. Take face-offs, kill penalties. He's just a happy kid. He really enjoys playing the game. And I think that's a reflection of our older guys too. You know, they've – especially last year – and this year, you know, Teddy's not one of the older kids, so you know he's he's got he's bought into the the group mentality, and the older guys keep him, you know, grounded. Uh, he's a pretty skilled player, and but when Teddy's going, he he sets the pace for us. The Benilde St. Margaret's game was great because each of you were three and zero in the tradition deal. Yeah. And uh, Tom Streeter uh, had said to me, he "Goes, hey, we could dub this as the chip, you know, of that deal." Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, I th- I thought that game. Um, had a lot of intrigue, not not as much. Everybody knows where you're at. You've got, you know, we were talking about two best D men in the state, arguably best goaltender, best depth of any lines. You're 14 and 0, but I thought it was more of they're playing pretty well. They beat Wyzetta. Where are they at? Mm-hmm. How do they match up with you guys? And I'll tell you what, that was a heck of a, a hockey game. The score, did you turn the scoreboard off for a second? Yeah. If you just watch the way the game should be played, from my perspective, I thought it was unreal. What were your thoughts on that game? Uh, I like Ken's team. You know, uh, Buddha does a good job with those kids. They play fast. Um, they have a high tempo game to them, but yet they uh, they're responsible when they need to be. So um, we felt like our our depth was going to get to them a little bit. We're a little heavier and a little bit older, um, but as the year goes on, they're only going to get better. And uh, probably come March, they're going to look like a bunch of juniors and seniors, not a bunch of juniors and sophomores. So. Uh, we expected that to be a one-goal game. We really did. And we knew special teams were going to kind of come into it uh, as well, um, which it always does when teams are even. Um, I think those guys get up and down. They snap it around pretty good. They got some scoring where they need it. And uh, they got some pretty high-end defensemen, too, that are back there that can defend. So um, I don't know. If you add five pounds to every kid on that lineup, I think they're going to be pretty scary going forward. Yeah, I look pretty tired by the third period. Your power play, it's just so incredible to watch how quick you guys snap it around. Uh, but the defensemen and their engagement is just so impressive where you know they're, they're never standing still for very long. 
Well, it's by design. You know, yeah. we don't we don't really uh, give those guys a ton of boundaries. We let them play hockey and we move them around to different spots. So, you know, anyone could come watch us practice too. You know, we we don't have those kids designated in you know specific boundaries on the power play. They move around. They create passing lanes. Uh, they adapt. Uh, well, one thing I'm proud about those kids since last year, you know, uh, is that they adapt to what the penalty kill's given them. You know, on uh, any given week, they'll see two different kills, and 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 some of the really good teams are trying to give them different looks in mid-game and take away one thing. And these these kids are becoming students of the game. Coach Aronson does a really good job with those kids, um, but they're they're taking what they get. Uh, rather than forcing it in, in one area or the other, but whenever you got you know the pucks being handled by Grant and and Josh and Jack up top, it starts with those three guys. They're really clean. They're on their forehands a lot. They zip it pretty good. So they're creating a lot of movement. And then uh, once you get closer than that, you got to finish. And you know that's where you got some other guys down there, whether it be Streeter or Lockerbeck, that can kind of put the puck in the net. Well, one of the things that I always just marvel at is there might be sticks in the middle of the box, whatever it is, but they still, uh, whether it's Jack Bayless or whoever it is, they can rip it through there in a hurry yep. and get everybody scrambling to get back over to the weak side. That's stuff you don't see often. Yeah, you know, we've had some college scouts in here in the last couple of weeks, and they're kind of looking at us saying, geez, I, we don't see too many college power players that can work from both sides of the ice uh-huh. and be bilateral, yet you're looking at a high school program that can do it. So, And we've been doing it for two years. So, you know, it is it is difficult to kill us. We have one of the best penalty kills in the state, too, with, with Coach Hill and running those guys. And uh, they get after it. They have some wars in practice. Our killers and our penalty power play guys get after it. And, and uh, it's a pretty intense 15, 20-minute window in practice uh, when you can see each other and those guys can kill it. And uh, we feel like we can ramp it up in practice to the point where we, we can get to a game speed and then uh, then when we get to game day, it's, we're a little bit more comfortable in that environment. So, yeah, we're, we are bilateral. Um, I think we're really difficult to defend in that spot. Um, but I do like the fact that our kids are adapting on the fly and figuring out what they got. Yeah, the creativity is absolutely on display, and you can see it. You know, your best PK guy has to be your goaltender, the old cliche. And one of the things that, you know, I think goes largely overlooked about this team is you're just not giving up a lot of goals. Now, that's a team thing, too, but uh, Charlie's been really good in goal. Yeah, you know, everyone, the average fan wants to look at offense, but we're built defensively. Um, There's no doubt about it from the goal line out. Charlie's as good as they get. I have not seen a better goaltender in the state this year. Um, there were times last year where I thought he was the best guy in the state as well, uh, specifically in the tail end during the, during the state tournament. Um, you know, now he's 100% healthy and he's ready to go and he wants to take the reins and he's really had some ownership on it. You know, it, to him, it's this is his team, you know, this is his time. So uh, he helps us out a ton. He, he is our best penalty killer. He makes a lot of big saves when we need him to. Um, even in five-on-five scenarios, if there's a breakdown, he seems to be the last line of defense, and he handles the puck really, really well, so there's a lot of assistance in the break out there. Um, you know, we, we think he's as good as he they get. He does handle so, better yeah. than anybody I've seen. Yeah, I've, I, I, would, I would argue that there's some days where Charlie handles the puck as good as a, as a Bantam defenseman. So uh, he gets out there, and he, he communicates really, really well. And, and knowing that you know he's going to be moving on to the college ranks in the near future, I think that's an undervalued um, skill set at high school. But the college guys see it, and they know how important it is to get pucks moving north quickly on the breakout, and it kind of starts there. 
So at 14-0, obviously everybody knows you are. There's only two teams that haven't lost so far this year yourself and Andover, Andover with a tie. You know, obviously everybody gets up for the defending state champs. It's Minnetonka, very good. It's a good litmus test, a good barometer. And usually I would assume that everybody gives you their very, 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 very best for the first at least 10 minutes of a first period and maybe on into the second. How are you managing that with your kids on a day-to-day basis saying, hey, look, man, you're, you're the skippers and they're coming after you? Well, you know, I, we don't really look at it that way. We're trying to get better. Uh, we owe it to these kids. They work really hard. Uh, a lot of these guys want to play after high school. So to get stagnant and not improve when you're 17 is a death curse for your cocky career. It, these are the probably the most um, valuable times of, of improvement with your learning curve and in the game of hockey not only do you physically grow but mentally you can make mistakes and you can learn from them rather quickly so we're, we're just trying to get better I mean we really are we are very fortunate that we can create a practice scenario that's almost at game speed so that helps us a ton uh, I do think there are in my eyes almost 10 or 12 teams in the state right now that are on our par uh, I don't think um we're we're at a situation where we're just way better than everybody. I think our kids prepare really well. I think they play well together. I think we play very unselfish. We move the puck as well as any team I've seen, including last year's team. So I, I think that goes to just how the kids are kind of buying in to it. This is a different year, and it's their season. So um, we, we we're not really concerned. You know, the fourteen and old thing. We feel like we've played you know probably 10 to 12 really high-end games in our, our ability level but there's been a couple of games where we've kind of stumbled a little bit and gotten by just on some skill and but there's there's some really good hockey teams this year there's as much parity this year as I think as there was the last couple of years combined so um, you know we're, we're not sitting back on anything and we also understand that you know our schedule you know by the end of the year will be if not the best in the state it will be the best in the state up in the top two or three late conference starts in about a week the gauntlet gets going with Edina and even Prairie and Wyzetta, and it doesn't get any harder than that. And then when you start sprinkling on Andover and Prior Lake in there, and I mean, it ain't. It you ain't got White Bear Lake this White week. White Bear Lake, I mean, on Thursday. So you just, it, it's just never going to stop. So our kids just really do a good job of living in the moment. We preach it. So today's Monday, I believe, and it's the 7th of January, and we're just going to get better on Monday, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Great. We'll do that. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, All right, Goldie. Thanks a lot. That's Goldie's podcast. We'll have another one coming up. So long, everybody.